ABC. Three minutes after 12 is the time. Can we start with an apology? I completely forgot I had emails today. I haven't read out any of them. I know I don't read out many, usually, but I apologise if you've been kind enough to email me today for ignoring you. I won't do that tomorrow, I promise. Um, because the next hour, I routinely do ignore all emails. That's part of the rules of Mystery Hour. It is only uh, possible to contribute to this part of the programme by phone. If you are one of the many, many people new to the programme, then I should tell you, this is historically by far the most popular part of it. It's, it's, it's um, also the most popular podcast that we have at the radio station as well. So if you're listening on the podcast, hello, welcome. Bad luck that you can't join in. If you want to join in, I'll tell you now roughly how it works. It works like this. Very similar to the newspaper features or the magazine features that you may be familiar with where a reader writes in with a question, um, a mystery, uh, something that you know there would be an answer to. So you've got your sort of, uh, why do we do this? Where does that come from? What's the, uh, what's the explanation for this, that and the other? And someone else knows the answer and they write in weeks later and then everybody's happy. This is really live. This is really live and... Um, uh, interactive, the very definition of interactivity. So if you've got a who, a why, a where, a when, a whither, a whence, or even a wherefore, just nestling away somewhere in the back of your consciousness, then the number you need is 03456060973, and hopefully somebody else listening to the programme will get the answer. I'm with Will on this. Phone's on silent. It's time for Mystery Hour. Good work, Will. Mine's off, actually. I have to be a little bit more careful than you. The only rules are these. Don't be boring. Never be boring never be boring boring means that your question would probably the answer to it will only be of interest to you you see what i mean by that don't you so don't ring me up and ask me where your keys are and don't ring me up and ask me where your keys are it's not funny to do that when i say don't do it and then you ring up and say james what oh it's out there now and if it's to do with motoring it's probably dull and the only other rule is repetition if you ask a question that the rest of us can remember dealing with relatively recently, and, and apart from me, everyone's quite new to Mystery Hour at the moment, so this is proving quite a tricky little condition. There is a, an archive. You can go to lbc.co.uk and see questions that we have dealt with in the past. It's quite helpful to double-check that if you've got the time or, or, or indeed the inclination, because if it is repetitious and we can remember answering it, you'll be provide, p- politely invited to move along okay uh is that it i think it is uh, the number i'll remind you of only when i've got phone lines free the question i'll ask you if you ring in with an answer is what your qualifications are that doesn't mean you have to produce a certificate showing that you passed your cycling proficiency at Stourport police station in 1983 it just means that you need to tell me how you know the answer you've just provided so it could be that you're the professor of science the public understanding of science at brighton university or you might have seen it on the telly last night they're both valid as long as we believe you you go definitive you get a round of applause. That's it. Dermot is in West Hampstead. Dermot, question or answer? Hi. Uh, good morning, James. Hello. It's a question, please. Carry on, Dermot. Um, my son wanted to know the other day, we were watching the equestrian event at the Olympics, and he said, how did the actual horses get to the Olympics? Did they fly, or uh, how did they get there? Because they come from all over the world. They do. <laughs> they, they fly. What, like Pegasus? <laughs> Yeah, just like Pegasus, mate. They have to hide their wings. They have to white. Ha- they have to hide their wings before the dressage. No, they f- they, they, they 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 fly on planes. Really? Yeah. Would you do you reckon they would not have uh, problems with the altitude and oxygen? And well, stuff? no more than humans do. Hmm. 
I don't know. I'm not. Sure. No, I, I'm not going to argue with you about this. I, I mean, if, if, if it, it is, I mean, absolutely impossible to get a horse to Brazil in the timescales relevant to and important for an event like the Olympic Games without sticking them on a plane. Okay. Right. Well, well, I mean, how? Okay, Dermot, come here a minute. You sound quite yeah. sceptical. I, I respect that. Sometimes I give the impression of. Uh, perhaps being a little bit of a know-all, and it turns out later in Mistria that I've humiliated myself on an epic scale and was completely wrong about everything. Popcorn, last week, for Mistria fans. But in order to sort of support your scepticism, you now need to give me your theory. Well, apart from being Pegasus and the Irish horses, uh, perhaps by boats, because um, I just don't think flying would be right, good for them. I'm going to break a golden rule of... Go on. I'm going to break the golden rule of Mistria... And I'm going to use Google, not to answer your question, but just to find out about getting a boat to Brazil from Great Britain. It's only a couple of weeks, isn't it? it probably, yeah. I'm just trying to find out. Uh, several cruises. No, you'd have to get to my... You can't get a boat direct to Brazil. You'd have to fly to America and get on a cruise in, in uh, Florida or Philly. Hmm... Mate, they go on planes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't... I've seen... Have you seen a horse on a plane? I haven't seen any snakes on a plane either. No, no. No, right, that's it now. That's enough. I do the rubbish jokes. Round of applause for me. Tell <laughs> you they fly, but not like Pegasus. Michael is in St. Neats. Michael, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Carry on. Um, so, a few years ago, I yeah. was scraping the... Le you know, you can sometimes get lead on windows. In, in, in the frame, in the... Pane yeah, of glass. Yes. So yes. actually, on the pane of glass, yes, you get lines of lead. And a few years ago, I was scraping the lead off. My parents had just had their windows changed, so I was scraping the lead off one of the windows that they hadn't had changed. That was on the conservatory. Oh yeah. And the question came to me: Why the hell do we put lead on windows? Now, as a youngster, my mother always used to tell me that it wasn't actually that they were bars to keep out people from robbing us. Oh yeah. Uh, which was brilliant, but absolutely has no realm of fact in it you, at all. Well, was your mom, did your, mom, did your mother lie to you a lot as a child? It sounds pretty plausible to um, me. No. Uh, she, I don't think she lied to me a lot. I, I, might, I may have... Why, why so, why so mistrustful on this issue, then? Why so mistrustful on this? <laughs> um, distrustful. I then, when I scraped them off, found out they weren't bars. Uh, then they were just <laughs> for decoration, probably. Yes. I imagine, and I, I'm not going to take a round of applause on this one because I was quite cocky on the last one, but I imagine back in the day it was really hard to make big panes of glass. Yes, and that's why you get um, small panes in, in churches. And yeah, things like that. exactly. But why on modern houses well, do they have... There's no, there's no... There's no... You put me in a really difficult position there, Michael, that I was trying to... Uh, I was trying to avoid... I, th I think it's I think it's done for aesthetic reasons by people who are quite naff. <laughs> is that why my parents? Have no, I don't, don't, don't want to go there, mate. You've called her a liar. I've called her naff. <laughs> this is not great for your mum. This is not a great mystery. But it, because Sorry, a bit... on, on my own house, I don't have any leather. Oh, that's all right then. Glad you um, fell far from the tree. Yeah. But you know when people have fake Elizabethan black and white stripes on their house, they're trying to make their houses look like the original Elizabethan. I imagine that leaded windows have got something to do with trying to make your house look like the windows back in the day when they needed to be leaded because the technology hadn't tackled the art of creating big pieces of glass yet. You know what, you can have a round of applause. I'm not going to take it. No, you know me, mate, Mr Modesty. I, I mean, I, I, think, I really think you should take it. 
But that's that almost certainly what it is. Get, you might not get another. Yeah, I, I totally think that's a that's a weird, that's a good reason. You might not get another one today. So I don't care. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. No, this is for the time. Do you know what? I'm going to give it to you. Oh, but, thanks. I'm going to give it to you. For, yeah. For being a top lad and also for bearing all those crosses of childhood, of growing up in a naff house with a dishonest mother. <laughs> Thank you very much, James. You're very welcome. 12 after 12. Lucy's in Rygate. Lucy, question or answer? James, if you want a second job, be a stand-up comedian. Don't be joking, like aren't you? Yeah, lie down. Lie down comedian, more like. Go on, what have you got for me? Question or answer? Right. When you look rough when you come in the door to work and you said I had a few sherbets last night, <laughs> what, what sherbet got to do with Have that? you been listening to Steve Allen? Yes, of course I, I have. I don't believe it. He's, a, he's invading my... Do you know what he does as well? He no, pretends he, he doesn't he know what it's called. He couldn't answer it. He couldn't answer it. I want you to answer it. He pretends it. he doesn't know what it's called. He says, oh, I was talking about your magical hour this morning or whatever it's I called, you vile man, you vile, vile man. I don't know what you're talking... Oh, I've spilt sweet and sour prawns all over my trousers. Oh, he's lovely. I think he's, he's magnificent. Absolutely <laughs> so magnificent. What's sherbet got to do with beer? Uh, I, I've, I had, uh, you just answered it, haven't you? It's fizzy. No. No. A few sherbets? Yeah. Why, okay, I like that. We only do one a week on, on the origins of a word, and you're right. Why do we call a drink a sherbet? A, a sherbet originally was a drink, Lucy. You've just grown up in an era where you associate it with fountains and licorice, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah. But uh, originally yeah. a sherbet was a drink, like a sorbet, but, 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 but liquidy. Yeah. You're just going to keep saying yeah, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. I'll find out for you. What is the origin of a sherbet in, in, in relation to the drink? And I shall give your love to Steve as well next time I see him. Uh, we've done the leaded windows. and I, I, what, what was the first one? I'm pretty sure I got that one right. There's a possibility that we didn't get the horses one. Of course they go on planes. There's a possibility we didn't get the uh, leaded windows one right, but I think we probably did. Why sherbet for a drink? I like that question. I employ the phrase a lot. We should meet up for a sherbet or seven. Beth's in Leatherhead. Beth, question or answer? Uh, question. Carry on. Um, so this is a bit confusing to explain, but you know oh, how oh. cider is uh, big these days and yeah. how coconut oil and all that sort of thing, yeah. everyone's using coconut products like mad. How do they, do they pre-plan these things? So did somebody, you know, 20 years ago... It's a lovely ago, question. Say, should we grow these loads and loads of coconut trees now so in 20 years' time we can flood the market with coconut oil? It's a, it's, it's a, well, coconut, that's a bit too specific. You're talking about fads in general, really. Well, yeah. Well, like, well, like with the cider, cider well, suddenly became massive, but were there loads of orchards waiting for this? No, it was, uh, I mean, resurgence? I, I think it is, they, they would have used the apples for other things. Cider, the reason we got the massive resurgence was because they, they came up with the idea of putting it in a glass with ice in it, and they yeah, advertised yeah, they it. Made it advertise it in a different way but bull, i think it was made by bulmers which was they were making but wood pe- they've had enough you know there's massive like everywhere you go there everyone's drinking cider would there have been enough it takes quite a while to yeah but they get their apples from all over the place and they, you, they might be making fewer apple pies do you know what it was for me i, I would have asked this question if i didn't have a mind like a sieve i mean me it was popcorn when did popcorn become yeah. so trendy yeah but then popcorn you can grow corn uh, over you know well you can grow a, it's, it's not that hard to grow apples an apple tree it takes a bit longer. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I'm pretty confident that that one company breaks through, and then the other company, d- due to commercial considerations and advertising and a change in, in in style, and then other companies pile in with their own attempt to get a piece of the action, and uh, it means they have to pay a premium for their apples. But think about how yeah. much stuff gets thrown away in the course of the year. I, I'm pretty confident. But then, but then coconuts was there, you know. Everything's co- like there's so much coconut products now. Yes, but yeah, I've been, I've been, be- believe it or not, I've been to a coconut processing plant, and and previously oh. huge amounts of it were thrown away. Oh, so maybe it's just it's just 
So they've just they've just tried to find a way to flog product and side what's it called side effects byproducts yeah, that that by previously product. were getting slung away and now they've found ways to do it. Possibly, yes, possibly. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it on the board because as yeah, I've mentioned to a, to a few callers, modesty prevents me from claiming too many rounds of applause. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that I think I've still got something there. Yeah, I, I do that. food fads. So we'll go we'll go for yeah. cider, popcorn, posh crisps, and what was the other one you had? Coconuts. Coconut. Yeah, all right. They're all really good examples of things that suddenly seem to be really really popular. How come? Yeah, so yeah. we need someone from within the industry on that one. I think Beth, great question. Thank you. Twelve sixteen. LBC from on LBC. 19 minutes after 12, you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where Mystery Hour is underway. Questions that still need answers include, well, there's only two, really. Why do we call a drink a sherbet? What's the origin of that? Um, and four examples of things that have just become incredibly popular incredibly quickly in the world of food and drink. Cider? What was it called? Was it Magnus? Is that where it all started? Was it, well, it was, wasn't it? And then suddenly everyone was drinking iced cider. Remember the adverts? That's not, anyway. Cider, popcorn, that's a very good one. Posh crisps, and didn't, you only had Golden Wonder and Walkers when I was a kid, or Seabrook, the crinkle cut ones if you lived up north. They're my favourites. Prawn cocktail Seabrook crisps. Uh, and what was the other one I said? Cider, posh crisps, popcorn, and coconuts, of course. That was the caller's best example. So how does that happen? How do did, how did they go from almost zero miles an hour to 100 miles an hour apparently so quickly, given that in the case of some of those things, the, the production line would be hard to predict? Uh, and, well, let's go to the phones. Lindsay's in Biggleswade. Lindsay, question or answer? Um, it's an answer. I'm just kind of uh, going to give you some clarity to your answer on the horse question. Well, I've already had the, you know, I've, I've already had the round of applause for that. You took the round of applause already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. okay, well, I was... I was no, you're you're welcome. You can come along and sort of polish my award if you want. That's, that's fine. That's pretty much what I was going to... You, yeah. you shouldn't have a go. I'm like, I'm, I'm giving you... I'm agreeing with your answer. No, that's and good. So I'm not having a go. I'm just reminding you you're not going to get a round of applause for it unless unless it turns no, out they didn't... No, unless it Unless it turns yeah. out horses didn't go to Rio via aeroplane. No, they did, they did. <laughs> Apparently they go by aeroplanes, um, they have their own individual passports and go through their own customs, and apparently oh. they also have a hay allowance. Really? Oh, of course, because yeah, of the weight on the plane. You couldn't take an unlimited yeah. amount of hay. Exactly, they've got loads of kit and stuff, so they have to have a hay allowance as well. Love it. What are your qualifications? Um, oh, I don't know if I can say it. I was actually listening to another radio show, and they had an immense conversation about it, and talking to people in the dressage. And that's where they discovered it. That's all right. Okay, I, give, I, I was going to give you a round of applause until you admitted that you'd been listening. What time of day was this other radio show on? Um, it was in the afternoon, so it wasn't in the Oh, that's all right then. That's fine. I've never, I've never switched over. No, that's quite all right. You can have that round of applause after all. Oh, yay! Thank you! No, you're very welcome. <laughs> that's flying horses. Phil's in Kroll. Phil, question or answer? Uh, well, it's an answer, but I'm, I've got... I've been shunted into a siding because I think you've already answered it. It was about the lead on windows, really. Yeah, um, I, 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 I was, I was. The, I mean, it was Michael who insisted that we went definitive on that. The, the actual questionnaire. I wasn't happy because mm -hmm. I did. I just worked it out. I don't have any proof that I was right. It, it is in the modern world. The leaded windows are just sort of mock Tudor, fake attempts. Exactly. Go on. Yeah, mum and dad had some lead lighted windows that were made of small panes and i do remember as a kid being responsible for breaking one of them and um the glazer had to come and he replaced just that tiny little yeah. thing it's very good he's very clever with mm. low pump and everything but i do remember and he remember him telling me that that it's a quite an old idea anymore and you can't buy these anymore because they're very expensive to do and maintain and you're right it's just a mock tudor effect and um, so yeah 
that was the answer, really. Oh, I'm going I, I, I to give you a round of applause as well. I'm in a very generous mood, Phil. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. You're very welcome. Yeah, um, well, the, the, with regards oh. to the flying horse boxes, by the way, I actually carry the fuel for a flying horse box at uh, Coventry. And you're, you're absolutely right. They, uh, the special aircraft, and there's a little part at the back for the people who look after the horses, and the have their own individual stalls on board. Very interesting, really. Uh, yeah, it is really interesting. Was that Shobden? Uh, no, no, it's not Shobden. Shobden's not big enough for a 737. Do you know when I first oh, saw it, true. the shovel in... Uh, so the East Midlands, the, um, then. Go on. Oh, shoveling all the horse Coventry. manure. Coventry Airport. Has Coventry yeah. got an airport? I didn't know that. Yes, but it's a freight centre now. Oh, they don't do the passengers anymore. When I saw them shoveling the stuff off. I thought, thought it was a flight that just got back from Malaga. Anyway, <laughs> or, it had a, or, it, or it had a really, really state-of-the-art energy conversion unit on board. <laughs> and they were flying to Rio de Janeiro using horse manure. Phil, you've already had your round of applause. Quality work, as always. Wayne in Basildon, another valued regular contributor to the programme, is uh, just adding to that Windows answer because he's had more jobs. He's had more jobs, that fella, than... Uh, Oh, I don't know, a member of the Labour Party front bench. Used to be a window fabricator. LED lights are indeed just for the look. In the really old windows, it's separate panes. So there we go, we worked it out. Chris is in Greenwich. Chris, question or answer? Uh, hi, a uh, question. Carry on. Uh, why don't people eat seagulls? Why don't people eat pigeons? Mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but you, you can if you want. I think some of them will be protected, but gen- generally speaking, I presume it's because they're a lot more fuss and bother than 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 they're worth. Same reason we don't eat oh, pigeons. There's a lot of them around. There's a lot of them around, especially yeah, I, by the seaside, and they're massive. Yeah, I, I mean, I can only say it again, Chris, because I imagine they don't taste very nice and they're quite hard to catch. And and a lot of them will be protected. That's sort of RSPB territory used to have i didn't know this this is actually quite interesting even though chris's question wasn't the dovecuts that are often attached to posh houses you know and you sort of think why do you have a dovecut what a weird hobby was that like a posh middle class version of jack duckworth's pigeons it was for food you'd, you'd keep a dovecut in, in your in your garden you know what i mean those sort of massive bird houses and it was a way going back to tudor times like the windows it was a way of having a, a supply of meat a constant guaranteed supply of meat on your on your own ground so that's why convents and monasteries they all had dovecuts dovecoats there you go i won't i won't charge you for that anthony's in uxbridge anthony question or answer uh it's an it's a question carry on right well actually i did have two actually but no 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 all right why is it we can eat red meat raw almost but we can't do the same with chicken, we have to thoroughly cook chicken. Because, and I don't get it. Because of the ba- different types of bacteria that live on different types of meat. Which, I saw, I mean, I understand... Salmonella, that. isn't it? Salmonella, chicken. You don't yeah. get so, so, I think that's it. I think it's that simple. But I, I don't. I, I think it's, I think there's more to it. There has to be more to Why? it. Why? I mean... Why? Why do you have to cook? Okay, let, let's, let's come at it from the other end of the telescope, Anthony. Okay. Why, in your view, do we have to cook chicken so thoroughly? Because it probably tastes awful, uncooked. No, but that would just be a preference rather than an instruction. Okay. So why do we have to, not choose to, but have to cook chicken so thoroughly? Because of the bacteria, as you say. But yeah, my yeah. Uh, my, well, my but you've just answered your own they... question, you prune. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they both live on a farm. They well, so does the farmer. You know, they both live on the same farm. They eat the same grass, although one's running around... But they've got completely different DNA. Yeah, but 
mean, that, stop it with the. Who's that nice lady in the background? Oh, that's uh, that's my work colleague. Okay, can, <laughs> Marie. What's her? Can you put her on a, a minute? <laughs> oh, God, Go on, put her, put her on a minute. <laughs> Hello, Marie. Yes. Is he always this stupid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have fun at work, eh? We do, we do. I'm going to leave... I don't, I don't tell Anthony this. I'm going to leave the question on the board, but I'm doing it more out of charity than intellectual inquiry, all right? Nice one, James. Oh, get lost, Anthony. You weren't supposed to hear that. Anthony and Marie. <laughs> Anthony and Marie from Uxbridge. <sighs> ah, why do we have to cook chicken so thoroughly, but red meat can be enjoyed... Blue rare. Edward is in uh, Orléans, in France. Wow. Um, bonjour. Bonjour. Question or answer, Edward? I uh, question. Carry on. You can buy uh, plastic bags to go in your food waste bin that are biodegradable, right? Yeah. Why aren't all plastic bags sold biodegradable? Surely that's better for the environment. It's a terrible phone line. I think you're absolutely right. It would be much better for the environment. I imagine the answer is that it, 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 it would cost too much. Uh, just to, 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 it would cost too much, and you know those biodegradable. You wouldn't want to put your shopping in one, would you? They don't biodegrade immediately. No, I don't mean they're going to. I don't mean your shopping's going to fall out because it's biodegraded. I mean your shopping's going to fall out because they don't seem as sturdy as your as your normal bags. Mm. I'll put put it on the board. Are you on holiday in France, or do you live there permanently? On holiday. I love that idea of people going on holiday, but still tuning in live for their mystery hour fix. We've already had one picture from Mallorca. Okay, yeah, don't do that again, all right? As I sit here in Leicester Square in the middle of London, don't send me pictures of your view from your beach in Mallorca as you listen to my radio burblings. Edward's question remains on the board because I've had my fill of rounds of applause already today. Why don't we make plastic bags, uh, all plastic bags, biodegradable? It'd be wonderful for the environment. Um, why have I written down woodpecker? Oh, that's a cider question. Yes. Wh- wh- why do food fads come about? What happens? Why do, and the four examples we've got, suddenly cider, posh crisps, popcorn, and coconut milk, coconut juice, um, suddenly they're everywhere. How does that happen? Is it planned in advance? Why do we call a drink a sherbet? And we've done, I think, the rest. More questions on the way. If you can answer any of these, 03456060973 is the number that you need. You are listening to James O'Brien's Mystery Hour on LBC, where there are rounds of applause up for grabs and probably about half a dozen opportunities more to get your question on the board. Before all of that, though, Rupert Bartia is here with the headlines. The proportion of A-star grades James O'Brien on LBC. 12.32 is the time. Uh, Mystery Hour is underway. Questions still in search of answers. Food fads. Um, why don't we eat seagulls? I, I kind of think we've answered that, but if you want to go a little bit more detail, there is a round of applause up for grabs, I suppose. Why do we call a drink a sherbet? Have we got an answer to that yet? Come on. Um, and biodegradable plastic bags. Well, you know the ones you get in your compost bin. Why can't we make them all biodegradable? Andy's in Sudbury. Andy, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, James. Carry on, mate. I'm a bit nervous. You're going to eat me for breakfast on not, this. It's not, an easy one. No, mystery, I mate. I never eat anyone for breakfast on mystery. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, President of the United States is a bloke at well the moment. Spotted. Well spotted. Um, and his wife's official title is First Lady. Correct. 
if Hillary Clinton becomes president, what are we going to call her husband? Because man just sounds a bit weird. It, it would be, probably be, I, would, I, I, I can answer this. A, because there was a brilliant piece in the Financial Times at the weekend, um, the photographs taken during the eight years the Clinton spent in the White House previously. They had an official photographer who took tens of thousands of pictures. a really brilliant, brilliant piece. And it addressed this issue. There's no official precedent. The, the consensus at the moment is that it will be first gentleman. Anecdotally, Bill Clinton is reported to want it to be first guy but of course because he is a previous president himself the chances are he'll carry on being addressed as mr president because ex-presidents still are you can have a round of applause i might as well go thank you very much 12 34 is the time Krez is in waterloo Krez, question or answer it's an answer james come on then um, i hope anyway Uh-oh. it's the shared dental thing Sherbert. Yeah. I, I, sorry, it's a shame thing. It's from, it's cockety rhyming slang. But you I sound like a scouser. I know, it's bizarre. I can't take it. No, it breaks all the rules of broadcasting. We're going to get a kicking. We're going to get a right spanking off Ofcom. I can't, no, I can't have a scouser doing cockney rhyming slang on the radio. It breaks all the rules. <laughs> it's from Sherbert Dip, equaling sick. No, and I know this because I used it. to be a bar manager in London. Yeah. And I asked a proper cockney. A cockney. Because it baffled me. I'm not having that. It's true, honestly. The guy had he had buttons all over the place and everything. But I, I, I'm, I, I mean, I, 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 I were all his buttons made of pearl? Uh, well, he claimed they were. But I, a sherbet did. But I'm sure the, fr- the thing is, all my Irish friends talk about having a sherbet. I, th- I, I think it's. Okay, I'm, I'm prepared to go. I'm led to believe. I was led to believe this because it was a question I asked someone once. Uh, Cockney line and slang has baffled me for years, especially the money. And that was one that I just couldn't get my head around. So having so, a sherbet dip for a sip. Should we have a few sherbets? Yeah. I love yeah. it. I think it's really nice as an answer, actually. But I, I can't. I just think I've got. An, I've got. A, I'm convinced that in in the subcontinent in India, you have a sherbet as a drink, and it's called a sherbet. Well, you are right. Um, I mean, I'm prepared to wait and have a clap round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> who go, who can go definitive on that? I mean, a full-on... A, a proper cockney. Stop saying cockney, it's making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put the E-R in the middle of it. <laughs> just like England. I will give you... I will like give you, you the... Ra- uh, well, uh, you'll have to share the round of appla- applause. A, a provisional round of applause would work. Go on, then, have half for now. Thank you, thank you. That's all right. Because now I've got an Australian online saying it's, 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 it's Australian slang meaning a beer derived from the frothy head of a newly poured glass of beer. Oh, so that look, sounds rubbish. I'd quite like that as well. <laughs> all right, this is going to be the stewards. I think this is going to be the stewards' inquiry subject. So if I were you, I'd take that half round of applause to the bank nice and early. Chris, thank you, mate. Mark's in Hitchin. Mark, question or answer? It's a question, please. Carry on, mate. You know when an insect lands in your drink, like in a beer garden. I do. Does it get Does it get drunk? I like that question. Do insects get drunk? Can insects get drunk? And especially the ones that you rescue, you do your David Hasselhoff bit and rescue them, and then oh. they fly away. Are they flying away drunk? They fly, well, I don't know. How straight is their trajectory? Well, usually a bit wobbly. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Do insects get do insects get dry? It's always the one sort of consolation if you get bitten by a mosquito after a skinful that the mosquito might wake up feeling as rough as you do. 
<laughs> I love this. Do insects get drunk? Why aren't plastic all bags plastic bags biodegradable? Why do we call a drink a sherbet? We've had two theories on that. I don't know if we're going to be able to go definitive. How do food fads happen? For example, posh crisps, popcorn, coconut uh, juice, and um, cider all suddenly went from being relatively hard to find to being absolutely everywhere. Uh, why don't we eat seagulls and anything else you've got to add to the list? Um, let's go to Lewis in Surbiton. Lewis, question or answer? I've got a question, James, which I'm hoping is a good one, because last time I thought I had a good question, James, yes. I, about my toiletries, I got shunned. I don't know if you remember my Was it? Was it? Yeah, I do. It was about the mess. There's a little little symbol on your toiletries. You didn't yeah, understand what it was, and it was bleeding it was obvious, and you ended up making us both look stupid. You made us both look stupid. Well, at least I took you with me, James. That's why I'm happy. I'm sorry, mate. But you did. You took me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> my question is, sometimes I'm walking past houses and I look up at the chimneys. Yeah. I don't do it very often. Don't oh. go out very often. Anyways. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyways, these chimneys, they have this like sort of sparkling little metal thing that looks like an upside-down colander. Yeah. And I want to know why people have these on these ha- their houses. It's to stop pigeons falling down their chimneys. Is that is that is that what it is? Is that is that? Well, a, I mean, the, the, the shiny, spinny ones make them less likely to land at all. But if it's over the chimney pot, it also stops any bird from ever flying down the chimney, which is a right old trauma if it happens. Well, I said, well, I suppose for people down though. I mean, it's not really all for the pigeon, especially. But I mean, mm. is that? I mean, what, what, I mean, I hate to say it, James. But what are your qualifications? I, I have heard this being asked before on Mystery Hour. Oh, I normally check the archives. That, that, that That's not all on the archive. It's not, it's not a comprehensive oh, archive. Okay. It's not exhaustive. Oh, OK. No, that is, I, mean, I didn't check the archive. I thought that was me that, that, that messed up, though, James. You've also, got, you've also got Occam's razor in play here, in that it, it's hard to imagine there being any... Uh, whenever, it's the most obvious answer, yeah, well, the simplest answer. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say it's hard to imagine that, that, it's hard to imagine that answer being wrong. What the hell was that? You're right. It's, it's, I'm, I'm outside. I'm oh, <laughs> careful. I know the bright lights. They're, they're quite terrifying, James. <laughs> but that—that that is what it is. it's all. It's all about the birds. Is that is okay, James? I, I'll take I'll take your answer. Thank but, you, Liz. I mean, if someone comes on with a Stuart inquiry, will you let them on? Yeah, no, no, of course I will. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, 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 I derive no pleasure. I derive no pleasure from fraudulent rounds of applause. I, I, I honestly, in fact, I'm getting so many real ones that I'd happily surrender a few. <laughs> we'll take your round of applause, James. Thank you very much, Lewis. How are the toiletries? You staying clean? Yeah, always, James, always. <laughs> Carry on. Paul's in Heathrow. Paul, question or answer? Oh, hi, James. It's a question. Go, go on. Um, I've been glued to the Olympics for the last week, mainly the athletics, and uh, I was watching late last night, and um, they all run around the track anti-clockwise. Are you yanking Why my chain? No. All right, carry on. What? Why? Well, not only is this in the Mystery Hour archive, but the the, the, the the internet department... I've got to start giving them... Well, they actually can't be called the internet department. What are they, they put this out yesterday on Twitter as a, as a great example of why Mystery Hour is brilliant from the Mystery Hour archive. This question was tweeted. Oh, I don't do Twitter. I don't do Bookface. I don't do Twitter. I don't do any of that. Bookface. All right. God. Well, if you did, you'd know the answer to the question. So what you've just proved uh, there is how foolish you are to cut yourself off from social media. Well, I love it. I, I don't want it. Well, well, then you don't want the answer to this question, then? Well, I do. No, well, you don't, because you don't want it enough to be on the social media that the rest of the world uses to communicate information and, and, and swap stories. You've chosen to opt out of that world. Mate, no, mate, you've made your bed. You lie in it. You've made your book-face-free bed. You lie in it. I'm not telling you why everyone runs around a, a track anti-clockwise. Is it because of the wind? 
No, I haven't. I'm still here. Oh, oh, I'm. Oh, right. Okay. Well, come on in, James. Quickly, because I'm, I'm. I'm just arriving at Heathrow. <laughs> I've told these pilots to stop rigging me. It's not safe. Sam's in Twickenham. Sam, question or answer? I hopefully have an answer for you, James. Good man. Um, regarding the insects, if they can get drunk. Oh yeah. Um, well, I know the bees can get drunk. Um, bees will uh, sometimes find fermented nectar. Uh, and uh, they can get drunk, and there will be certain bees that seek out uh, fermented nectar. They kind of get an alcohol addiction, and they have similar rates of alcoholism as in humans. No way. Yeah, way. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. So you get, you get yeah. booze-hound bees? Yeah, well, they have um, guard bees at the door. Yes. It, it sounds like I'm making it up. I'm not, but they're basically bouncers, and if a bee has had too many you know, is drunk, basically, they'll be pushed away. And if they do too much, they'll get a leg pulled off or, or something. I, I know I know you're telling the truth, because I've read an amazing book about bees. Um, have you read it as well? Or, or no, you sound a bit more academical than that. This was just fiction. I think it's actually called Bees. I've recommended it before. And, and they do all have very specific... Bees the life of bees. Uh, no, just called Bees. 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 Oh. By a lady. But okay. it's, a, it's a female author. It's one of the best books I've read this, in, in a couple of years, actually. What are your qualifications? I saw it on, there was a program called Weird Nature that okay. was on years ago, yeah. and it was really interesting, and, and it was on that, I just remember so, so they can seek out fermented nectar, but would they get, God, I nearly used a rude word there, would they get tipsy on lager? Well, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I highly doubt it. I mean, they look like they're drowned when they've gone and you drink. Yeah, but if, if if you could, if they drank some and got out again, would would I mean presumably if they can metabolise alcohol in fermented nectar, yes. they can metabolise alcohol in 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 lager and cider and wine. Yeah, I think uh, getting drunk is pretty common across all animals. And, um, and so, yeah. I used to uh, remember if if, uh, if a goat or a pig eats apples that have fallen from a tree and gone a bit rotten, they can get plastered as well, can't they? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Round of applause for Sam. Oh, brilliant. Well played, mate. I like that. I said, so there you go. Yes, they can. Insects can get drunk. Uh, Jason is in Richmond. Question or answer, Jason? Uh, question, please, James. Go on, mate. Um, I was travelling with my son and my wife, uh, Mario, on uh, Sunday to London, and he asked a question while we're on the train, why are there all these big stones on the railway tracks? Um, and I didn't really have an answer for him. He what what, so, what so. sort of big stones? What do we... You know the stones on the rail. You know on a railway track when you go, you're on a train. You go on a railway track. and You've got the stones alongside the railway tracks. Yes, you I think I think so. It's just when you said big that you confused me slightly. We, we don't mean like breeze block type. <laughs> no, but are no, they, not breeze block. Type. But they're the okay. stones that the tracks sort of rest on. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, I like that. I, I, I like the fact that your boy is asking you questions and you're thinking, I know, I'll ring. Yeah. He had an answer, but I thought, no, that can't be done. Oh, hang on a minute. What was his answer? His answer is that it'll, it'll stop the trains from um, falling off the tracks, basically. Yeah, you're right. You were right to dismiss that. I hope you did it in a kindly fashion. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, haven't traumatised the lad. made him frightened of putting his hand up in class. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, so what are the stones on railway tracks for? Uh, we've done the insects. Why, don't, or why, don't, why aren't more plastic bags biodegradable, given the ones for the compost bin at home? They're quite expensive. I think that is the answer. Um, origin of the phrase sherbet as a drink. Are we really going to have to stick with sherbet dip? I'm getting a lot of people telling me they can't get through, but it's linked to a, an Arabic word or an Indian word. Um, I, 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 and the origin of food fads, uh, the, the, the why? Why would you come up with suddenly 
Um, popcorn has become really fashionable. Uh, coconut has become really fashionable. Cider became really fashionable. Is it just a coincidence? Um, seagulls, why aren't they on the menu more? Uh, Gary, I'll come to you immediately after this. From the LBC. Now, this always happens with rhyming slang. Sherbet dip, says Zeff, is a cockney rhyming slang for a kip. Sherbet kip. And uh, Dom says, actually, it's for a taxi. It's a sherbet dab cab. So the drink answer, sherbet dip sip, is losing, losing weight by the minute. We haven't got a better answer for that question, though. 03456060973 is the number that you need. And, and this has made my day, Craig, actually, mate. This is a lovely little exchange we've just had. That book I recommended about bees is called The Bees, and it's by a writer called Laline Paul. Laline Paul. And, and, and I told you I'd recommended it before, so Craig just tweeted me. to say I bought this on your last recommendation. I tweeted him back to say how he... How'd you get on with it? He said, I haven't picked up a book in 20 years, James. I bought this and read it in five weeks after your recommendation. It was a very good read. I've read two more books since. Thank you. Ah, that's made my day. That's it. My work here is done. Seriously. I've got ten more minutes, though, before Sheila Fogarty's work here starts. David is in Guildford. David, question or answer? Hey, James. It's great to talk to you. I have an answer. It's about the cowling thing. You are partially right about the pigeons. Yeah, but you know what that means, don't you? You're also wrong. I'm also partially wrong. <laughs> wrong. I'm afraid so, mate. Oh, because no. we had the exact same problem. We live in a Victorian semi and decided to make our living room look fancy, look nice, and opened up the old fireplace. Lovely. However, oh. we were getting this cold, chill draft coming down the chimney. Yes. So, called in our roofing guy who said, you need, and I, we've just had it done, so I can tell you exactly what they're called. Love it. They're called... Uh, Oh, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best things that's ever happened. Just, you know what they say about co- that? You couldn't have faked that, could you, in a million no, years? No, <laughs> Stay no, there a second. You, you no. rack your memory bags. I want to talk to Mark. Mark, get, get the Ray Liotta stuff ready, all right? Carry on, David. Carry on. All right. They are called revolving chimney cowls. Revolving right. chimney cowls. Yeah, and they spin in the breeze and they eradicate the downdraft because what they do as they spin, they draw the air up and out. So I, was, I wasn't even partially right then. Well, I mean, they will stop pigeons coming down because pigeons will go, oi, oi, what's that spinning? They, 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 they will, but that's not what they're, they're acting. I didn't even know about the whole downdraft issue and stuff like that. And just, and just tell you what, if anyone lives in the Victorian semi, they will know exactly what I'm talking about. It's an evil, cold, biting wind that comes down these chimneys comes down into the fireplace. I love it. Um, We haven't done this for a while, but just to clarify whether or not you qualify, you got got your round of applause already. When exactly did you have your revolving chimney cowl installed? January. Where are we now? When it was cold. Yeah, well, of course, you wouldn't have had it done in August, would you? No, So last winter? Yes. I'm Ray Liotta, and you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. If you build it, they will come. Whoa. How about that? And you get a round of applause as well. Yeah, thanks, mate. Oh, thank you, mate. And you give me the biggest laugh I can remember having on the show in a long time. And God knows I have a lot. Gary's in Tulsa. Gary, question or answer? Uh, answer. Go James. on, then. Go on. Lovely show. Lovely show. You're man. very kind. The backlog of your podcast has kept me uh, ever so entertained. Oh, thank you, you mate. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, shopping bags. Well, there is an option out there. Co-op provide um a choice of a biodegradable shopping bag i believe you have to ask for it at the counter so oh, okay i guess like most things the consumer can decide on this matter you know 
Um, it's all uh, about appetite. So if, if and, and there needs to be a few quid in it. So they won't bother pushing forward the innovation unless they're either particularly environmental, like the co-op, or, or, or there's a few quid in it, or some indeed. sort of so, tax-based incentive. But I'd like to I'd like to think that uh, your listeners and myself will uh, go for the go for the um, go for that co-op co-op option and uh, perhaps encourage all the rest of the the big names out there to provide an option also yeah i I bet it's supply and demand isn't it they do it if they felt they had Mm -hmm. to or if there was enough people who demanded that's a lovely answer your qualifications are that you go to the co-op sometimes presumably (laughs) (laughs) am i going to get a round of applause well you're suggesting that you might not deserve one because your qualification is slightly patchy no no it's just uh, it's just a big thing it's on the bucket list man this is gonna Send me into it seems a... like a pretty comprehensive answer to me. I've got no beef with it. I'll just do a quick, quick straw poll in the studio. That seems pretty sound to me. Yeah, mate. Oh. Seriously, well done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Have a nice one, yeah? And you, God bless. 12.53 is the time. Pip's in Wilson Cross. Question or answer, Pip? Question. Yes. Um, about a while ago, Scottish Cover won £150 odd million, pounds, and at the same time, I saw an article about um, for £100 million, you could uh, collect uh, solar energy from the moon, which would be enough to generate energy for the planet forever, which was brilliant. And, and then it's the same thing led on to Rick about uh, lightning. Um, why, why, why don't we collect uh, lightning energy, which is happening at any point, at uh, any time around the planet? Um, and it just seemed to me an incredible resource that we don't um, do anything about. So I think you might have slightly misunderstood the original point about it only costing £100 million to provide infinite energy using something from the moon. Well, to get it up there and to actually be able to yeah. collect the solar energy and then send the it down. solar energy right from away. the moon? Uh, yes, it was, be- it was a better... It was better Because it reflects the sun... Right. Yeah, okay. Well, no. I, I mean, I'll take your word for that. I think I might know the answer to your second question, though. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Go on. Lightning bolts. Yeah. When do you think the next one's going to strike? Well, that was the thing. Apparently, the energy is so fantastic. It, yeah. it can be sort of fickle, but it would still be um, sort of worth having a go at trying to collect. But, um, wh- but where is it going to strike next? Well, that's so. Where are you going to put? Where are you going to put the collector? Oh, no, you're uh, expecting me to remember. But there's actually a geographical region where it's actually pretty much guaranteed. And it was just like um, how to sort of feed the world, you know, power the world. I, I like it. I imagine I imagine the answer is a similar, odd though it sounds, to the biodegradable bag question in that it's not been worth anybody's while yet. The, 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 the rewards aren't big enough. The investment would be too huge. If it is technologically feasible, then you need to, you, you, you know, someone needs to be making a fortune out of it. Or well, they need... One person could do it. Yeah, That's maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who would be able to answer that why can't we harvest the energy from lightning bolts i'll put it on the board but it's twelve fifty-five, pip i wouldn't hold your breath um if you do hold your breath you've only got four minutes though so you know it, it could be worse nick's in sydenham nick question or answer uh go on answer for you good man hey surround about the um the rocks or the little rocks on the oh, well played the mate i'd forgotten about that one yeah what are they for uh, well, the reason why is that obviously they're big they're obviously they're quite big and obviously they're random shape and also that helps with the strength and when you've got the railway, obviously the railway tracks will obviously weigh a hell of a lot. They they help with the um, not obviously breaking up all the shingles. If you had smaller shingles, it would break them up. And of course, when you've got the rail, when you've got the um, trains going over the railway tracks, every time they go over them, obviously that's creating a lot of down pressure. So they, the so it spreads the pressure the out. It, it, they, it, they strengthen it up. Yeah, I like that. It spreads the pressure out more. Yes, it spreads it out, spreads it out, and less chance of it actually breaking up and obviously creating dips in the track. Yeah, I love that. Qualifications, Nick. 
I uh, actually saw it on a program of uh, a little few oh, weeks ago. Oh, no, 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 no. We've already had no, no. We've already had one of those today. No, I'll you've go. got to give me that. Go. No, 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 you're, you're getting around. You're getting. Don't argue, mate. Seriously, or get a yellow card. You're getting a round of applause, but I just for the sake of the podcast, I want to come back and re-edit this bit, and 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 I'll say what your qualifications, and you will say railway thirty years of rail man and boy thirty years on the railways. All right. Okay, fair enough. I'll have that. I'll what, leave with that. What, what are your qualifications, Nick? Uh, well, I actually say I, I I was on a railway, uh, working on the railways, and you know for thirty years, and you know you know I, I whatever. Just give me a round of applause, James. Come on, that's just great. Twelve fifty six. You can't trust the media in this country. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Neil's in Andover. Neil, question or answer? Neil. Hello. Hello. In your own time. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't get anything on the line there. Uh, I have an answer, James. Go on, then. Uh, to why we can eat raw beef. I've been, I've been a bit rubbish. This. I've been forgetting to do my recaps on questions. <laughs> Luckily, everyone else is paying more attention than I am. Why can't we eat? Why do we have to cook Hello? a chicken? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, no, this is going terribly Hello? wrong. Get, oh. get, get, sort Neil out, will you? I'll talk to Tom in Peckham. Question or answer, Tom? Yes, an answer, James. Carry on. Um, it's to do with the uh, food fat. Carry on. Uh, so you were sort of right. It is to do with uh, reducing costs and wastage, uh, but it's also an opportunity to earn higher margins from making a higher grade product. No, so that, you, that, this is my fault again. But that's the, I think we've mis- slightly misunderstood the question here. It's not. It's not. A, it's why do they suddenly go from being nowhere to being everywhere? Well, I'm coming on to that, James. Go on, then. So in your, your chop chop. More like. Uh, if you're an apple producer or a potato producer, then you'll look at making crisps or cider because it'll give you higher margins. And then if uh, one company's successful, then a load of other companies will... Then no, I, 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 I did understand you. I needed something I, I needed something a bit more sophisticated than that. Uh, and, and also, I mean, it, it, it isn't that simple. So the Magnus cider was not prompted by apple producers. It was prompted by cider producers who were looking to sell more cider. So they uh, would have contacted a bunch of advertising agents. It's, 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 it probably doesn't have an answer. It's too nebulous. But the obvious stuff doesn't help. Richard's in Birmingham. Richard, question or answer? an answer about why we don't eat seagulls. You've got 26 seconds to amaze us all. They're a protected species. Britain has more than the whole of the rest of the world put together, and it's man's, uh, mankind's behaviour is driving them out of their natural habitat. Round of applause for Richard. Well, quali- what are your qualifications, Richard? On the boat tour in Cardigan Bay, and the guide explained that to us. That's fantastic. You can eat some gull's eggs, but you need all sorts of licences to do so. And if you eat the ones that I ate in Padstow a few years ago... My God, you'll know about it at both ends. That's it from me for another day. We'll do it all again tomorrow morning from 10. The next voice you will hear on LBC belongs to Sheila Fogarty. Thank you, James. Uh, Later on from three, is it ever right to tell a parent to keep their child quiet, especially when you don't know why the child is playing up? After two, there's disappointment around the government's childhood obesity plan. It asks, not requires, the food and drinks industry to cut 5% of the sugar in products popular with children. That's over the next year. They're being asked politely to do that and it calls on primary schools to deliver at least 30 minutes of physical activity a day and encourage parents to do the same whose job is it to keep our kids healthy to stop them from being obese and you'll know already today is a level results day but is there something